ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name is Jake, and I'm joined in the virtual studio by the one and only Mr. Johnny Larkin. How are you, Jondo? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? Mitch. I am fantastic. Couldn't be better, John. I mean, I could be, but I'm pretty good, all things considered. Are you ready to gather around some footy this weekend, John? Oh, am I whatever? (laughs) (laughs) We're all ready to gather. Already. Already, and they're already Um, gathering at the gathering spot. I, I did see, John, that the team in the Navy Blue are really thumping Carlton here as we record. Um, oh, <laughs> really are. The baggers yeah. are getting bagged. Um, maybe they should... <laughs> Big podcast tonight, Johnny. Um, Sambo may join us uh, for the second part of the show. Uh, not sure exactly. He's going to hop on if he can, but until that point, um, we are going to fly this ship two-man style, and we've got a bit to get into. We have our Cats v. Eagles Week 5 preview in Adelaide. What's with that? And then yeah. after that, we're going to step behind the Silk Tapestry uh, and into the Patreon subscribers' uh, smoking lounge as we do our month in review going to give all our thoughts on the last four games the first four games of this season um and yeah what we sort of made of it as a whole where the cats are at all those sorts of things so that's what it'll be cats v eagles preview and then we'll step inside the patreon smokers room uh for the month in review so the smoking parlor whatever you call it the parlor that's enough the patreon parlor uh let's start off though johnny the cats clashing with the eagles in adelaide confused emoji um huh <laughs> where are you whoa, whoa. Uh, roll. where are you at with this sort of game johnny are you keen for this what what are your sort of thoughts i know we were pretty old old uh grumpy skeptics uh when the whole gather around principle was introduced a few months ago uh, where are you at as it approaches? I mean, as it's here, it's on, it's it's right at our doorstep. Uh, How are you feeling? Yeah, all right about it, I guess. It is what it is. Um, you know, I'm not super thrilled all about it. Not going to be, you know, jumping out my skin going, I've got to watch all these games for this gather around because it's going to be excitement football. It's, it's just going to be like every other week of footy and it's just played in one city so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens Jock. with the adelaide over on sunday when the did it play sunday adelaide oval yeah yeah cats are on cats are on sunday and there'll be six games on the adelaide oval six of the nine games are being played on adelaide oval so you'd hope it wasn't gonna fucking rain john you really hope it doesn't rain and that they actually, you know, look after the ground because Sunday is just so cats play West Coast West Coast at one ten at Adelaide Oval, mm. 
And then at 4.50, Collingwood and St Kilda play on Adelaide Oval. So that's going to be... It could could be an amazing success if they pull it off, or it could be... Disaster for St Kilda and Collingwood. Because that's what I mean. You know, imagine. A, uh, imagine if some of the key players for both teams get some major injuries from a ground that's been torn up less than four hours beforehand, and you know an hour to fix up the, a full ground. They're not going to be able to do much, especially if it does rain. So yeah, be. I don't know what the weather forecast like, but they'll be praying that it's not. It'll be pretty hor- It'll be pretty horrific. I think it'll be nightmarish if yeah. it, if it's raining all weekend. Hopefully, it stays away. Look, I'll say this, Johnny. Um, I'm not particularly like. Uh, it's one of those things. I find it hard to get excited about. Yeah, we're playing all in one city, but at the same time, if this is something that appeals to people out there and it's going to bring them an extra joyful week of footy and they love it, have at it. I say. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. As I said, it's not no. something that I am. You know. But then, do you know what? Who knows? Down the track, Johnny, as the three of us, the chaps, if, if they were going to do this, say if a gather around, if they move it around the country and you have a gather around in Victoria where all the games are played, you know, at the G or at Marvel or down at Cadinia Park, and they're all, I I could possibly go, shit, I might try and see three yeah. games this weekend or something, you know, playing Absolutely. a weekend away. So look, I'm willing to change my mind on it if it, if it, turns out to be great and for those who are psyched on it good for you i hope it is great and i hope it's exciting um it's definitely need... a good way to spread the name of the game to those other states uh, yeah I, mm. I can't see why they can't change it every year you know just go to the old clock clockwise way mm. adelaide perth then up into northern territory territory brisbane west new south wales mm. in victoria Victoria doesn't really need the game. Um, no, there's that many games there. of a weekend anyway. Yeah, <laughs> in Melbourne. So, and I just looked yeah. up the weather report for Adelaide, and it is meant to mm. rain this weekend. Oh God, I really hope right. it stays away, or, or is it, it's yeah. light. You know, like I think it's I think it's meant to be light, but but still, it's there could be those worries. But at the end of the day, it could also be. No issue at all. The Adelaide ground staff could have it prepared to perfection and prepared for this gather round weekend. And hey, mm. maybe all our worries would be for naught. Well, we've got plenty to talk about here in this game, John. As we said, the Cats are going to clash with the Eagles uh, on Sunday afternoon. First cab off the rank on Sunday, you said one one ten or something or one something like that. Um, Johnny, we've got the the teams. You sent this link, and I appreciate it. We've got in Sam DeConing, Sam Simpson, Tanner Bruin. Tanner Bruin had like thirty six touches and a bunch of tackles and clearances in the VFL in a loss to the Hawks on the weekend. Mitch Nevitt, um, who I thought looked like he was developing nicely when I watched him. In the VFL a couple of weeks ago, it's Carlton. And then Brandon Parfitt, who's sort of hovering on the edge. Out, Jed Buse with a concussion, and Gary Rowan is omitted, which I thought was a bit cheeky on Geelong's behalf, given he's suspended. Um, what what are your thoughts on the the ins and outs, Johnny? Um, 
obviously a big thing to have Sam DeConing back. Yeah. Yeah, I think it sort of all makes sense in a way after, you know, some of those players have put their names up for selection. It's good to see that Tampion did do well in the VFL and hopefully he can get his spot back and hold on to it. But it's going to be, yeah, it's one of those things. It's, it's a tough team to crack into. So you want to put your best foot forward. Um, I'm assuming it's a pretty easy swap for um, Jed Buse and SDK. I think that would be pretty straightforward. And you think that Ollie Henry should come in for Gary Rowan. And then I think it's going to be a bit of a fight for that sub position at the moment, unless cats have other ideas in their head. But yeah, I think Bruin, Nevitt, or. Um, Sam Simpson all deserve that sub spot. Deserve to be on the t- on the game there on the game day, but yeah, mm. we'll wait and see. Yeah, no, I think you I think you're totally right. It, it seems pretty obvious. Buse goes out, Conan comes back in. Lucky we we got Collar Jasney back last week in terms of being able to cover, yep. you know, that that sort of body type and stuff down back. Now with Buse going out, it's nice to have. Ollie Henry, who was last week's sub, you would think is a logical straight in for Gary Rowan. Um, I would probably like to see Tanner Bruin hoisted into that sub role, or if you've got someone else that you want to pull out, you know, and, and put in the sub role and Bruin back in. But, you know, like I just think, he did so well uh, in that VFL. And, and look, maybe they're evaluating it. Uh, you know, more closely than we are. Obviously, they're able to, you know, watch you know how they're doing at training and stuff. And they might go, no, you know what? In a couple of weeks run, churning out these games at VFL level might actually be really good for Tanner Bruin's confidence. And then we'll slot him back in and maybe they go with someone like Sam Simpson. Sam Simpson had a really good game on the weekend too. He's had a pretty decent start to the VFL season. Um, I, I just kind of feel like Tanner Bruin could be the type of player we – we really want to help in that contested game. Like um, Sam Simpson's definitely the silkiest player out of that lot. I I would have thought, but um, as far as contested footy, I would have been looking at Parfit and um, Bruin. But I mean, having said that, Sam Simpson, um, I think he had nine ground ball gets um, on on the weekend uh, against Box Hill. So all of it seems to make pretty logical sense, Johnny. it really does, and as we said, don't want to be the selectors, but it's um, a good spot to be in for the Cats that they've got these issues that they've got to work through, and players have got to fight for the spot, as all good teams should have. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like, I'm sort of fascinated going into this game. Um off the back of the Hawks smashing, just given glory. It's glorious. And then you sort of think about those first couple of weeks, the first three weeks for the cats where, you know, you got the three losses and, you know, the mood was, you know, pretty frustrated. And then you have this big win and it sort of lets some of the tension off. But I'm, I guess I'm interested to see, this is another different challenge. It's the fifth week. We're not playing at Cadinia Park. You know, it's it's well and truly on the road over in Adelaide. Like, 
I'm fascinated to see how they back this up, Johnny. Like, do you think that this team found some answers against the Hawks, like permanently, or do you think we should still be keeping sort of expectations a little bit lowered as we head into the rest of the season? You know, as I said, the Hawks game buoyed everyone up, but the first three weeks did happen as well, or do you sort of put that down to, hey, the injuries um, uh, you know, that we had and now we've got players back? Where are you at? I'm still sort of at that sort of same spot I was last year, whereas it's just it's still early. There's no point in getting overexcited mm. about that one game. Yes, get excited during the game and that they won and all that, but then it's sort of like, all right, let's put the lid back on a bit. Re- reevaluate and see where they are at, and you know, because we know they're not going to play every single quarter like that. Because mm. you don't want them to play every single quarter in that fashion. It'll be awesome if they're able to all year. That'd be bloody amazing. But you know, there are other teams out there that can play just as well. And with the new six 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 rule, it's even mm. easier to get quick scores on the board against positions and bring that bring that momentum back your way so yeah i'm still still just keeping my lead on it just going it's mm. one week at a time at the moment because again it, the cats could start off like they did against the hawks again not really get the flow going they might have to work into it all that so yeah still very in the books of just wait and see don't get over excited don't start going the Cats aren't going to lose again all, all year because of that half. I think the Cats play mm. still will lose a few, a couple more games possibly throughout the year, and that's fine. But it's not about getting a momentum now. It's later on in the season like they did last year. And, yeah, it, that's, that's just where I'm at. Just chill, pretty chill about it all. Mm. Well, it'd be it'd be nice, I, I think, you know, like to be able to back, you know, bank a second win, given that you know you've got Sydney the next week, and you know it's going to be the flag raising down at Cadinia Park, and, and you sort of think that like Sydney are going to be pretty fired up to try and, um, you know, be the party poopers kind of thing. Um, so yeah. it would be nice to get to two and three. Um, we should back ourselves to win this kind of a game, but as we've you know, said all year, you just can't take it for granted. The margins are too fine in the AFL. If you're off, anyone can beat you. I was just having a look. The Eagles, one and three, they had a close loss to start the season against North Melbourne, 82 to 87. Then they beat GWS, and then they got fairly hammered um, their last two games. They had a 41-point loss to Frio in round three, and then uh, an even bigger loss. It was 63 points to Melbourne at home. So, this is still a you know an up and down sort of Eagles operation, just like they were last year. You know, the, there's there's a there is a, a probability for the Eagles anytime they step on. Maybe they play it close, or maybe they get spanked. Um, I guess it just depends. You know, if you let on them the hang around, like any yeah, like any of these teams, you know, that are going to be down towards the the lower end of the ladder. If you let them hang around. They they might get a sniff and then suddenly everything rises. But if if you can crush them early, then you know you, you're probably in for a relatively simple afternoon. But yeah. Geelong's only quarter really 
the last few weeks that we've shown we can really put a team to the sword was that third one against Hawthorne. Like the the larger body of evidence, Johnny, is that the Cats have struggled doing that to teams. But the most recent date, like data point we have is that second half against Hawthorne where it just looked like grand final day again. Um, who did you come away with from that game feeling like most impressed about? Like, who was the player you were like, oh, thank God, after a month of sort of struggle, you know, this player really seemed to find their form again and and, and I think they've really unlocked it now. Uh, I'd have to say Brad Close. I think he was probably the yep. biggest one going, oh, what's, what's going on? Because he's still so young, come off a pretty mm. good premiership and, you know, you, you want your young guys coming in firing up and ready to go. So it was a bit of a worry going, oh, what's... What's happened? What's happened to close? And then to see him do what he did on Monday with that second half was very pleasing to see. And it's like, beauty. If Brad Close can get back to what he was doing last year, then that's a good set for the team. Because it only takes, mm. you know, it only takes one or two players to really start firing and the whole team can lift. And it doesn't need to be a captain. It doesn't need to be a superstar. It can just be the guys that are at probably that second level, like the guys that just do mm. their work, get to work, do it, do it hard. And then the other guys are like, well, if he can do it, so can we. And then, then yeah, I feel like it just lifts the team when players like him do what he does, like those, the pressure, the chasing, the kicking, the goals, um, just yeah, mm. all round hard work. He wanted hard workers to put in the hard work, and it was good to see him put in that hard work and also get rewarded for effort. Because I think it's not that he wasn't working hard, it was just he wasn't getting that reward for it. And mm. Monday he did, and you could see him get more confidence as each minute went by, and he was able to do more and more. Yeah, definitely. And try to think like, for me, who who stood out? I mean, we we did, you know, Brad Close was our Patreon player focus in the recap, and you know, he, yeah, he definitely is. So I guess to just to look for another name, Dangerfield, obviously his best game of the season. But you know, a player I thought was actually a bit underrated, um, and it was only sort of going back and looking at the quarter by quarter. Um, a player who's had a rough start to the season, but I think had had probably his best game. Uh, was Cam Guthrie, yep. like, put some stats was, up of, you know, which play. I was going to yeah. say Cam Guthrie myself. Mm. Yeah, well, 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 Guthrie, you know, had a really interesting Twitter chat with somebody um, where I'd put up the the stats of, like, you know, who led the team in tackles or, you know, contested possession or um, pressure acts and that. So I think it was pressure acts. And, you know, Cam Guthrie, I think, led three of the four quarters in pressure act. And um, for the Cats, and and particularly the first half, I think he led it in the first and second and then the fourth. And um, someone said to me on Twitter, and I'm sorry, I can't remember um, who it was that said it, but they said, oh, that's that's so interesting because I thought that, you know, he, he was totally absent in the first half. But I think he, you know, he was really putting in, he was one of those players who maybe wasn't having the best opening three weeks 
but he was still trying. Like he was still turning up, putting his body on the line, still trying to attack the footy, still trying to attack the the opposition when they had it. And and it all turned for him in that third quarter. He had a ton of the ball and set a lot of things up and looked back similar to the Cam Guthrie we've come to to know and love. So I th- I'm hoping that Cam Guthrie um, has has really turned the corner. I think Mitch Duncan coming back in has made a big difference. Um, yeah. Both Stewie and Duncan. Um, there's some stats stuff that we'll get into in the um, the month in review that really illustrates how they've, in my opinion, started to help Geelong um, possess the footy a bit better. Um, there's some numbers that kind of hint at that. Um, so no, I, I think Cam Guthrie for me. If I was going to say a player who I think turned the corner and, and hopefully has done for good now, um, I'm going to go Cam right, Guthrie. I was just checking out, John, the ins and outs for West Coast. Um, Witherden, Petrocelli, O'Neill, True, Foley, and Edwards all in. Shannon Hearn has been managed out, um, and Hewitt has been omitted. Cole out with an ankle injury. Some names in there that I recognize, but I honestly can't Mm. say I'm that familiar with West Coast team. So to to sort of talk about it too much would be... Yeah, disingenuous. I know, so, um, <laughs> Yeah, that's the name. Petrocelli and Hearn. They're the two names yeah. that I'm most familiar with. So let's talk then, Johnny. We talked about players from last week. Um, yeah. Who do you want to see this week? Well, rather not who do you want to see. Who do you think has the biggest overall impact in round five? Which player do you think you're going to come away going... <laughs> Singing their praises. Who do you reckon it is? Do you know what? I'm going to go with Cameron Guthrie. I'm going to be on, okay. be hopeful like you, and go, hopefully this has turned his season and he's going to have a mm. massive impact this game and just be a clearance beast and inside 50 beast and do what he did last year, just rack up those clearances. And... Mm. You know, last year he was doing it and no one was really noticing until the, at the end of the year when you look back at his year and you go, holy shit, he was getting a lot of the ball and barely getting noticed. But now with no Selwood in the team, I think this is his chance to do what he's doing last year but have a bigger overall impact each game. So I think I think he can have a massive impact. Um, I'm going to say Tom Stewart. I think Tom Stewart. Look, now, if Tanner Bruin plays, I'm still waiting for that breakout game for him and uh, this sort of thing against the Eagles could be it. I I thought about Jeremy Cameron, and and he may, but I I just think think we're going to see one of those Tom Stewart 30-plus touch games, you know, 10-plus marks, 500-plus metres gained, just repelling anything that the Eagles throw at the Cats. I just think he's going to float around and, and, and hopefully decimate their, their forward movement. So I'm going to say Tommy Stewart has the biggest impact. I know it's kind of an obvious one, but I don't know, just get that sense that that he's it, it was sort of the Mitch Duncan show for a lot of it last week against the, yeah. the Hawks. I'm not saying that Tommy Stewart didn't play well, but you know, a lot of the focus was on Mitch Duncan. I think we're going to come away talking a lot about Tom Stewart. Um overall not just player focused here, but team focused in this game. 
Johnny, what is one thing you want to see? We've we've talked about lots of different things, you know, how we're identifying, you know, like we finally got one of those things we wanted last week against the Hawks, which was we want to see us flowing out of defense in attack and we want to see the Hawks stagnant, trying to move the ball out of their back 50. And we got that last week. We did. What's one thing that you're wanting to see? What's the thing this week? I just Eagles. want to see continuation of that second half from last week not completely the same like i i don't mm. want to see the whole same thing over the entire game i just want to see them Tim, can you just that. just before you go on can you explain this to me a bit johnny because you've, you've said this on a couple of uh back-to-back yes. episodes now you're sort of sort of cautioning going like um you know we don't want this same thing the whole time like you, you sort of can just talk a little bit more about that for me, for me and the listeners because well, I, I meant to pick your brain about it last week. What what are your thoughts on it? It's sort of like you don't want to show your whole hand to the whole competition too early. You don't want to do like mm. Collingwood did against us and go like look. I think what Collingwood did in round one was show everyone that the absolute best at how they play it. And now I'm not sure if they can play any better. So teams go well. That's the absolute best. How can we counter that? And you sort of saw Brisbane able to do that, and Collingwood didn't really have any answers. So I'm just thinking, like, you don't want to get there each week having to play your absolute best. Just play at that level that is better than the others. And then when the game, there's, there's those big games, you can play at the absolute best and decimate the teams that are around you and on, on level with you. Because I don't think... Mm. Not to shit on the Eagles, but I don't think the Cats need to play the absolute best against the Eagles to beat them. They just need to play a little bit better. And then, each, then yeah, it's sort of like assessing the team that you're playing each week and go, how do they play? How can we play against them? Do we need to play the absolute best? Mm. Probably not, maybe. But, yeah, I just think mm. you just don't want to show your full hand too early so teams have a chance to work you out is to basically just a gist yeah. of it. And also so you don't run out of legs. Like it's no secret the cats have an old list. We don't want our mm. senior guys falling at the hurdle again in the last few games of the year. We want them fit and firing like they were last year. Yeah, no, look, I, th- I think there's um, I think there's some sense to what you're saying. I think last year was somewhat proof of that like people you know we look back and i know there were some big wins but not all of those big wins for the cats in that 16 game stretch happened playing their best footy we, we talked about it last week there were plenty of games where geelong sort of mucked around with teams mucked around with the crows mucked around with the eagles in perth um you know midway through the season there was lots of teams we sort of played around with and you know you had a couple of quarters where it was close and then geelong would sort of blow it out and that allowed us to, like, part of that was managing the legs of your list, managing, you know, giving Dangerfield that month and a half or whatever it was off to, to get, you know, ready. And and so I think I think you're right. If you, if you can, if you've got the opportunity, and I totally agree with you, it's it's not trying to be disrespectful. It's just trying to be realistic about where, where different teams' lists are. And the fact is that we should have backed ourselves if we turned up at, at even and played a slightly above average Geelong game, 
we should have backed ourselves to beat the Suns, beat the Hawks. We should back ourselves if we play slightly above average for what we can, that we can beat West Coast most times out of 10. We didn't turn up, though, against the Suns. We were below average against the Suns, and and they got us. And if we're below average against the Eagles, they'll get us. But I no, I agree with you. I think you do have to manage your resources. And I, and I do tend to agree that Collingwood came out and played as well as we'll probably see them play all season. And if someone manages to play at that level or better, then they're going to be in with a chance to beat them. Um, I think it's pretty good. You've got to be pretty good to beat them. but You do. Absolutely. And I think I think you could also argue that the Cats' best games were the last three games of the year, the qualifying final, yeah. the prelim, and the grand final. Yeah, I think that's when they played at their absolute best for those three games, when it mattered and when the opposition only had a week to go, how do we sort this out? So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's just where I'm at. I think that's what the Cats do, can do and do probably better than most other teams. No, I agree, Johnny. I think there's, I think there is, you know, plenty of sense to what you're saying. You don't want to, you want to find your form. You want to find that groove, um, and and I think that's what we can do this week. I don't, as you said, I don't think we have to play grand final level. I don't think we have to play that third quarter against the Hawks for all the game. Now you could come out and just play it in the opening quarter, and then yeah, manage absolutely. the game from the rest. You know what I mean? If if you're able to turn out and kick ten, you know, eight or nine goals in the first quarter. You might be able to put it to bed and then and then manage it the rest of the way. But yeah, I'm with you. You don't want to play your grand final now. You just do want what, to win. Um, just want four points. Do what Adelaide have done tonight against Carlton. But it's half time and they're still thirty one points up. So if you can get a 31, 30 point buffer you know, in a half of footy, it's pretty it's highly unlikely that you're gonna to struggle to Win, um, struggle. You're going to struggle to lose that game. Like you yeah. can, yeah. but it's going to have to go. <laughs> it <back>. can happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I agree, and 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 it's um that that whole thing, I guess, of you, you've just got to make sure that you play at a certain level. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's there's a threshold, you and you want there to be. Is. At the point where you're winning the game, even if you're not at your best the whole, or even if you're not full power the whole time. Um, all right, the one thing I want to see this week, oh, there's a few things I'd like to see, but you know, the number one thing I would like to see is for Tyson Stengel to kick three or four goals. A bag of three, you know, a little, a, a little mini bag of three would do. I think you made a really good point. I think it was Hawkins you said handed him off one um, in the second half of that game to go and kick a goal, and it seemed like he, he was up and about a little bit more last week, particularly in that second half, than he has been the rest of the season. We're hoping that that you know ticks his confidence up again, and that we see him get back to that 2022 form. So I, that's what I want to see. I'd love to come away from gather round um, with Tyson Stengel having kicked three goals, you know, had, say, I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 18, you know, really effective touches, maybe a goal assist and some score involvements or something. That, that's what I'd like to see. And the other one is for us to be talking on the podcast next Monday, not discussing any injuries to come out of the game. Because so far, that's I don't think point. there's been a game where we've come away without <laughs> any injuries. Um, all right, Johnny, that is all. For this section Most of goals. the podcast, we'll keep 
Oh, we're just going to do this bit for the. Oh, you know what? We'll just sneak it in for the public because this is the public part of the show. Um, I'm just going to say Jeremy Cameron. Say, <laughs> I was going to go with Jeremy Cameron too. I think he could kick another five or six this week. Um, he can go with Jeremy Cameron as well. We, there's no reason why we both can't pick Jeremy Cameron. I mean, it's lockstep. Pretty hard not to at the moment. It's absolutely incredible. Um, I, I did work out the average. I think he's kicking about like four and a four and a half goals a game or something. If he played all 23 games and kicked four and a half goals on average, we, we'd get him to the ton. But tell you what, with the way Geelong manages players tough. and just injuries and all that sort of stuff, it, it, it would be tough. It's going to be tough to maintain that average. But, geez, I, I'd love if he did. It'd be nice to see. Oh, that'd be all right, Johnny. Sensational. Let's step behind the silk tapestry. It's just the two of us tonight, so it's just the just the half hour show here um, on the, uh, the the match preview. So if you want to step behind the uh, tapestry with us here and enter the uh, Patreon parlor, three dollars fifty US per month, you can do that. Go on over and sign up. Thanks to everyone who has signed up already this season. Very exciting. Got some momentum going on the old subscriber numbers so we'd love to see you over there even if not we appreciate you listening we appreciate you sharing the podcast with your friends five star reviews on spotify apple Podcasts. follow us on twitter all that love hearing from you um i'm probably going to try and get out and about to a local footy match this weekend Uh, i'm going to try and go and see millowa and bonnie doon and if i'm feeling particularly frisky for footy i may even sneak over on Saturday evening and watch Wang Magpies take on the Wodonga Bulldogs um, in Wangaratta. So I don't know anyone who's out and about, if you're in the area, go along. Might see you there. Uh All right. Until next time. Howdy. Go Cats. Go Cats.